Just the fitness tip. Metaverse fitness. Maybe you're in your living room and you're boxing like Mike Tyson. I'd rather box someone that's not as good as me. <laughs> They're like cartoon versions of themselves. They're just the upper torso. It's quite a janky 3D environment. And there's someone with no legs on a stage. The biggest setback, I think, is the headset. Yeah. You can't move around easily. And obviously you've got no legs. You you've got no legs. Although you can skip leg day guilt-free. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 126 of Just The Fitness Tip with me, Guinness World Record holding extreme unicyclist, humble brag, uh, Jason Old. And me, Guinness holding Ross Penn. <laughs> exactly, there's something for everyone on this show. Um, and today, Rod, I'm a bit confused. Is this real? Is this fake? Are we in, the, in fact in the metaverse? You might ask yourself, what is the metaverse? So, Rod, I thought I would kick off with um, the statement made by Mark Zuckerberg explaining to people what the metaverse is. Okay? So, he describes it as the next phase of the internet, right? Which I, I thought was quite a nice little uh, soundbite. He then goes on to say, the metaverse is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth that you are a slave. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, into a prison that you cannot taste or see or touch. A prison for your mind. Now obviously Rod Snigger in a way there knows that's not what Mark Zuckerberg said, that is in fact what Morpheus says about the Matrix. Um, but honestly... Are you going to do this every week, putting a Matrix related... <laughs> I was thinking about it, I really was. No, but seriously, um, he says, um, here's a quote from him, he says, what is it that is exactly the same about every single vacation you've ever taken? You, no matter where you go, it's always the same old you. Let me suggest that you take a vacation from yourself. I know it sounds wild, but it's the latest thing in travel. We call it the metaverse. Now, obviously, Rod, that's not what Mark Zuckerberg said. That's from Total Recall, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, Mark Zuckerberg, when describing the metaverse, he said, it's a device is inserted under the client's head by the brain and kept there for a week, giving it time to accurately replicate the individual's consciousness. It's then removed and installed in a larger egg-shaped device, which can be connected to a computer or tablet. Your replicated consciousness will believe itself to be the real you. However, we will subject it to psychological torture via increased time perception in order to break it and get it to comply. Now, obviously, Rod, that's from a Black Mirror episode. They're not actually there. But, but, seriously, seriously, <laughs> here's what Martin Zuckerberg said. Honestly, right, yeah, honestly, right. He said, um, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. We might just blow the whole planet up, you know? Everyone knows Facebook is the strongest force in this universe. But when I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole other metaverse out there, a whole other frontier. And the power just blew my 24 inch guns out, brother. Is that Hulk Hogan? <laughs> now, obviously, that is Hulk Hogan talking about the mega powers, not the metaverse. 
But seriously, it was the, <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary actually defines the metaverse as a virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. So we got there in the end. Uh, that's what the metaverse is. We will be going into a little bit of depth about the metaverse in general, and we will, obviously, because we pretend this is a health and fitness podcast, we will be talking about metaverse fitness apps. But Rod, you were the person that proposed this topic. What was it that interested you about the metaverse, brother? I think, I, think, um, I mean, first of all, we're all kind of already in the metaverse in that Instagram and Facebook have quite a hold on our lives. But the, the transition to meta um, from Facebook, I mean, meta, it kind of, the way it's used is to talk about like something that's self-referential, isn't it? Like yeah. Something that's self-aware, like someone breaking the fourth wall in a movie. Yeah, like meta-textual. So it's, what, what, what are they actually inferring by calling it meta? No idea. It'd but, be horribly ironic if they were aware that we were already in a simulation and it was kind of like a wink to the camera, like, maybe one day reality will be as real as this, you know, like... One of the problems is Zuckerberg being such uh, like a character that is difficult to identify with. He, he, everyone jokes that he already seems like uh, some kind of android, and he totally does. Um, but he he's, he struggles to kind of come across as human. Uh, we were both watching the. There's a new video on YouTube, and it's and it's basically about an hour long and it's him describing the, the metaverse it's worth watching because it's beyond parody yeah. um, well we'll play a little clip for for people now what i will say is um the one thing you won't get from this audio clip is just how much the the woman that's talking to mark zuckerberg over gesticulates to the point of where it sounds like she's trying to explain something to a deaf child right it is it, it's Produced as if it's supposed to be like a casual conversation. <laughs> it's so painfully scripted, and there's such bad actors. Well, let's but listen to the clip real quick. Do you want to take us through some of the exciting games in the pipeline for Quest? Absolutely. Over the years, we've had the opportunity to work with incredible developers, like Vertigo Games, the studio behind fan favorite Arizona Sunshine. I love Arizona Sunshine. That game basically got me and my friends through the first few months of the pandemic. That's awesome. If you enjoyed that, Mark, I think you'll be excited that we're partnering with Vertigo on five more great games from Deep Silver and others. We'll share more about this lineup very soon. Nice. What else is coming? <laughs> well, first of all, if I said anything and that woman said to me, awesome, like that, I'd be like, don't patronize me. <laughs> it's definitely worth seeing because with every sen every sentence she, she says, she makes an elaborate gesticulation. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like, you know when you're speaking to someone in a foreign language yeah. and you just speak really slowly and you're like, house! <laughs> it's just, she is speaking to him as if he's a five-year-old who's just done a really awesome like, finger-painting, yeah. not it, created an entire yeah. virtual yeah. universe. <laughs> she's speaking to him like she's trying to program an AI. <laughs> um, I love David Fincher movies. Um, the Social Network is not my favourite David Fincher film, but it is a great film um, and quite interesting to see Justin Timberlake in such a challenging acting role and doing it really well. Mm. But um, they really, I mean, it's quite hard on Mark Zuckerberg, that film, and, it, and 
it, he really comes across as a person who lacks empathy, is quite ruthless in his ambition, um, to the point of kind of messing over his his best friend mm. who was like founded the Facebook with him. Um, well, even the origin of Facebook is like him trying to get girls or something, right? It, it's like well, rating people on yeah like, yeah, that, yeah it was kind of a frat joke yeah I guess a sociopathic frat joke but I've got a few I've got a few Zuckerberg facts um, and you can kind of I don't know make what you will from them the, um, Zuckerberg fact number one he, he obviously he must live in an incredible house Basically, maybe he doesn't maybe he lives in a VR environment <laughs> He, well, or some kind of oxygen chamber, yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, but his house is powered or, I guess, controlled by, uh, a, by artificial intelligence um, that has the voice of Morgan Freeman. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the voice of the computer from Star Trek. Like, that would be the ultimate nerd thing to do. Well, he is quite a lot like... Data. I was going to say he looks like Data in yeah. that. If anybody's ever watched Star Trek, which is probably no one. But he must have got, he must have paid Morgan Freeman to, to do that, like, I guess, the voice of his house. Well, I don't know. You could get Arnold Schwarzenegger to do your sat now. That's true. <laughs> and Mr. T. How you getting on no more away? <laughs> Sucker. Berg. I mean, he's, he's one of the richest people in the world. Um... But, and it's kind of And yet, still has no friends. Well, he was already inventing things when he was at school. Like, when he was at, when he was 12, he invented an instant messaging program that he called ZuckNet. So his father could know when his dental patients arrived. I mean, that is quite impressive. Like, he he was kind of a child prodigy in terms Mm. of tech and and communication. So I guess, you know, going from that, from 12 years old doing that to creating Facebook in his early 20s, I guess. Yeah. But Rod, some of the, you know, history's greatest geniuses were also psychopaths. When he was By the way, just for legal reasons, I should probably state that Mark Zuckerberg is not a psychopath. He does have the cold, dead eyes of a killer. Mm. Frankie With Boyle, none of the constitution. Frankie Boyle compared him to that 400-year-old shark they found in... <laughs> <laughs> just like a neutered killer. Um, when he was a senior in high school, he co-created an app called Synapse Media Player, which is an MP3 player that kept track of the user's favourite songs, basically like an early version of Spotify, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And Microsoft sought to acquire that his company when he was in high school, imagine. Wow. And they wanted him to work for Microsoft, but then he like got a patent for that tech and instead decided to go to university and follow his own path. Like, Fair play. Yeah, pretty impressive. But how um, many burpees can he do? Yeah, <laughs> He, he 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 met his first wife or no his wife I think they're still married still his first wife yeah they met uh, in the the line for the toilet at a Harvard frat party it, that's from the film isn't it I think they have that yeah. in the film yeah um, he is five foot seven which is my height really <laughs> but apparently he's quite 
conscious of his height. Like Tom Cruise. Yeah, and apparently he's got he uses specific techniques to make himself look taller. Like his the way he postures himself. Um and people who've met him have commented on it, how weird it, the yeah. way he postures himself is. Like he's being suspended <coughs> by a string. Yeah. Do you think there's something there's a relationship between uh, people that are in positions of power but do not have the you know their physical representation is not a powerful one like to me I think that's I think that's why actors or or like CEOs or whatever when they don't look physically imposing yet they feel powerful they try and replicate that feeling of themselves outwardly like they can't just accept that they're just a bit weird than average yeah, and I think whenever he has a photo taken, they they have to like position put him on a box, like in Lord of the Rings, where everybody else is further away, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he only he can only meet people who are of low average height. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give you one more. His, you know, he always wears the same thing. Like, I didn't he always know that. wears like, like he, Steve Jobs. He, yeah, we pretty much. He's a big. Apparently, he's a big fan of Steve Jobs in that kind of like. I'm incredibly rich, so I don't need to have any displays of wealth. Yeah. And he just dresses like he's a he's from a Gap catalogue, yeah. I guess. But his T-shirts, he, he always wears like <coughs> kind of grey T-shirts and black T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually cost like hundreds of dollars, like $400. Yeah. They're actually made by designers. But that's quite a hip-hop thing to do because like a lot of hip-hop artists will wear plain white T-shirts that will cost like thousands of dollars. Like Kanye West talks about selling a white t-shirt for a thousand dollars or whatever so actually mark zuckerberg is hip-hop yeah, well. <laughs> breaking, breaking news he yeah i mean he he's a bizarre character and he's also a bizarre character to lead this kind of metaverse movement i mean like they're 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 putting hundreds of billions of dollars into this idea mm-hmm. um but i think your point at the beginning like what what is the metaverse and people haven't really been able to define what it is yeah and where where it's going well what i read about it was was this idea of you can't really pinpoint it as one specific kind of tech or one company or whatever i guess the like what zuckerberg said being like uh, the next stage of the internet is like the internet is not one thing it was a collection of things it was like a network right so they were saying like you could actually interchange the word metaverse with like cyberspace and it would still mean the same thing. It just so happens that I think the majority of the innovation tends to be in virtual reality or augmented reality as opposed to just looking at your computer screen. I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's like it's kind of what we've got now, but immersive. And that mm. term like immersion is is <coughs> probably key. It's like how much more can we get? into yeah. how much more can we like it be a believable three-dimensional yeah. experience well Rob, that's the thing that actually troubles me to be honest is the overuse of the word immersive right i think some people would find it like find that attractive but i actually find it disturbing um, and the fact that i mentioned all those science fiction things and hulk hogan uh, is not a mistake because I think growing up as a kid that watched a lot of sci-fi, you know, like I watched The Terminator when I was far too young and I was terrified of it, right? And as I got older, I was still terrified of it, not because I thought an ex-Austrian bodybuilder would come and hunt me down, but because of this idea of 
the progression of technology to the point, like they talk about Skynet in Terminator, right? It's basically an artificial intelligence that gains consciousness and then attacks the human race. And everyone's like, ah, oh, great, that's amazing. Great villain in a film. No, now people are like, look at Stephen Hawking warned us against the against AI. Just, just last week, uh, it was on the news that a, an engineer from Google, because, you know, Google are working on AI. Yeah, yeah. He's just been either fired or just put on leave while they investigate. But he publicly stated that he believes the current Google AI is sentient. Wow. <laughs> and see, that that terrifies me. Like, I think that is, like, that's not cool. <laughs> you know? The way it happened was he he, he, he told them, he, he, he went to, like, the board of executives and yeah. was like, I believe the AI is now sentient. Yeah. And they were like go away yeah you man. We, we know and then, so, so he went public he yeah like, but that's because he, he's trying to connect the ai with a lawyer what to kind of establish it's okay rights. that's a bit odd but like but that's the point like all these science fiction films right they become like silly you know ideas of what could happen in the future until they're not until they are the reality that we live in and a lot of these things things like Blade Runner or um, The Matrix, they talk about this idea of a confusion between an artificial reality that we've created that is so good that we, we no longer know that whether this is real or whether it, it is, is something that's been contrived. And actually, I've got a really good quote from, and God, this might be the most highbrow thing I've ever said on this podcast, from French philosopher Jean Baudrillard's book, <laughs> Simulacrum and oh, Simulation. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, um, in his book, he uses a specific analogy. Um, and it's a fable derived from the work of Jorge Luis Borgia. And in it, a great empire created a map that was so detailed, it was as large as the empire itself. The actual map grew and decayed as the empire itself conquered or lost territory. When the empire crumbled, all that was left was the map. In Baudrillard's rendition, it is the map that we are living in, the simulation of reality, and it is reality that is crumbling away from disuse. Now, to try and simplify this, the point that he try, is trying to make is that in society today, we have symbolism and we have culture that actually exists not as a representation of reality but has no original truth to start with and because of that we're living in something that we have constructed god this is it's so incredibly deep but we've constructed it to the point where it's so hard to tell the difference between what is real and what isn't and that might sound super abstract but it becomes literal and physical when you talk about this idea of trying to create a virtual reality that is so quote-unquote immersive that it feels the same as the one that you're in i i think there's this is the god element of us like um i think we we have a desire to create we have a desire to create worlds yeah and uh, it's it's a clearly a drive like even as kids we want to build things with lego yeah to create worlds imaginary worlds um and I think that's great. Like we, we, I think it's very easy to be cynical about this whole thing. But I'm actually, I'm actually quite excited and quite interested in it. I, 
don't game like make like you 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 do play computer games now and again um but i i like computer games i um i've got nothing against them i think there's not a big difference between sitting and watching tv or sitting play computer games this is ultimately the same thing in terms of you're sitting watching a screen but computer games maybe are more interactive i love film and i and i appreciate film but computer games are getting so sophisticated and the computer gaming industry is now worth m more than the streaming and movie industry combined. So it's clearly huge. Um, in terms of the metaverse and this virtual environment where you, you're an avatar kind of doing things, this already exists. Like people are already immersed in online gaming, like there's what, yeah. Second Life, um, Fortnite, uh, even World of Warcraft, yeah. like people are playing as avatars in virtual worlds and interacting with pe other people, mm -hmm. it, mostly, I guess, killing them, just <laughs> 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 shooting yes. I mean, that's been, that's, ma that's my main issue with most of this stuff is a lot of it just involves running around shooting things. Um, but it is getting more sophisticated. And I think the idea with the metaverse is that it's um, it, it's more than that. It's a place to do other things, uh, and I guess let's bring it back round to fitness, yeah. because that is what we we're here for. Doing. Yeah. Well, so I, I Rod, you you looked at it as well, but I stumbled across this uh, article uh, with Joanna Stern. We can't quite decide if it was the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post. Uh, shout out both of them. Um, but this journalist, she decides to spend 24 hours in the metaverse. It's quite extreme. Like, she says she'd allow herself to take it, uh, the headset off because obviously she has a VR headset on. She said she'd allow herself to take it off uh, when she eats or something like that. But she said she tried to sleep with it on. And like she's she can answer like messages uh, with the headset on and stuff like that. So she's trying to be immersed in the there's that word again in the metaverse for twenty four hours. And part of um, what I found interesting was so she starts it playing this thing called Beat Saber, which is essentially like you're smashing up blocks with a sort of like, like a lightsaber That's type thing, right? But then she went on to say it's really good if you've got friends, but I've got no friends. Because, no, I mean, generally, she, I'm sure she's got lots of friends, but in that instance, she had none. So then she decides to go into, like, I guess what you might call, like, a kind of public space within the, the metaverse to interact with other avatars. Now, she asks, what I find that's quite disturbing, actually, was you go in there and you can hear everyone talking at once. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's not like you see a character and they speak. And then you see another and they speak. It's like if you're in a room full of people, you just hear hearing the ambient noise, right? And then she asked one guy, so what kind of stuff do you do in here? And I, admittedly, I was, it was bracing myself for something quite horrific that he was going to say. But he didn't. He said something that I think is quite telling. And he says, basically anything you can do in real life. That's simply not true. Because th that scene, she, she's like a, a, a body... Yes like floating around because no one's got legs they haven't figured out how to do legs yet so the hardest part really isn't it yeah <laughs> so it's like the a difference between um it's like the opposite of you remember you were being carried legs. carried by your legs oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a callback to the last episode if anyone listened to it um so it 
they're like cartoon versions of themselves. They're just the upper torso, a bit like Orko from He-Man, yeah. um, floating around, like, and then I guess you just bob up to another person, yeah. have a have a kind of a dialogue. But I, I don't, and they're in a kind of a field. Yeah. And then and then the, she's like. And then I got invited to a comedy gig yeah. and they all had to like click on this glowing blue orb and then they like transported to this, I guess, like comedy club. It's quite a janky 3D environment and there's someone with no legs on a stage doing his comedy. Doing jokes about having no legs. <laughs> it just seemed quite awkward and disorientating and with terrible visuals. Yeah, this is the thing. I understand that there's like pro- progressions within technology and there has to be a starting point, right? But for me, it looked like a cross between a, like a Wii game, you know, like Wii Sports or whatever, and The Sims. Like, no. I, this looks like something I would have played 20 years ago. Yeah, but as you say, and they metaverse it, completely upfront about it they they they're saying this is the very very earliest version of yeah. this, and they're going to be working on this you know for the next 10 years 15 years 20 years it will get to a point where it's almost indistinguishable from real life yeah well like so that's coming but right now it looks like yeah what? it looks like duplo <laughs> <laughs> um, so but i don't understand the 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 draw of Minecraft because Minecraft's like an immersive thing yeah. but for me the visuals are awful yeah but Rod you have to remember that's for children no but plenty of adults play yeah. Minecraft well, I, anyway. I think people like it because they can build huge structures like that exist um, mate I've, I've, so I've never played never played Minecraft I have been present when other people have played it and all I find is just frustrated by what I can't do in there like I was like mm. can we fly and they were like, oh, I need to unlock a thing to fly. I was like, well, I'm not bothered then. Because the thing for me is, and this is another thing, right? For me, going back to computer games, computer games are about being able to do things that you can't do in real life, right? So the idea of creating a virtual reality that is exactly the same as the one I'm already in. I don't understand why. I don't want to go to the shops with a, in a VR headset. Or I don't want to, like pretend I'm doing bicep curls when well, I could just go and do it. But like Rockstar Games who made Grand Theft Auto, they quickly realised... Rod, I don't want to pretend to steal someone's car. I want to do it. No, but they were like, what do people want to do? Or oh, they want to do things they can't do in real life. Yeah. So they want, to, they want to shoot people, they want to steal cars, yeah. they want to rob banks. Yeah. But what they found was when people were going on Grand Theft Auto, people were like taking their off-road motorbikes and going exploring the yeah. environment. People Just want driving to jump, around. Yeah. <laughs> People want to jump out of planes and do a wingsuit flight. People want yeah. to play a pool in a bar. Yeah. You know, it's like actually... People like yeah. just being in a different environment. It's quite funny. Like I'm not a big gamer, but the, the game I love is The Witcher. And uh, The Witcher is like a fantasy roleplay game. But one of the elements that is really popular in The Witcher is a card game within the game. So you'll be in like a tavern and someone will ask you if you want to play a game of Gwent, it's called. And it's basically just playing a card game. And I'm like, no, I want to go and kill like a dragon with my, like this big sword, right? And then just be this brooding badass. And other people sat in the corner doing a card game that you could do at the local pub. Like, Jimmy, but I guess you're right. I don't know what it is about these just arbitrary things that people think, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that it is 
arbitrary and it's close to reality that people are just, I don't know this uh, this took a massive jump during the pandemic yeah Mark Zuckerberg that was the only thing that got him through it wasn't it oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the um, I don't believe that <laughs> I believe what I think it was Ritalin I think what got Mark Zuckerberg through the pandemic was living in a massive mansion was Morgan Freeman's dulcet tones <laughs> yeah listening to Morgan Freeman to, to yeah. tell him what's in his fridge yeah but the, during the pandemic, we were all very isolated. It's the streaming platforms, Netflix made a ton of money. Like yeah. suddenly everyone was interested in online content. That's had a bit of a, like a um, reset and Netflix have lost a million subscribers because people now want to be outside. I would also things. argue their content has decreased in yeah, quality, but that's for another yeah, podcast. And loads of other platforms have, are competing. But... The people now are looking for ways to kind of uh, escape their reality. Yeah. And to be honest, like we, we live in Scotland, love Scotland, but January and February, like it's, you know, you pretty much spend your whole time in your flat. Mm-hmm. And actually, if I could put on, you know, put on some kind of goggles and I'm in the Caribbean in I Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> house <laughs> no I trapped in Mark Zuckerberg's face I'll take it it's better than Scotland that's what it says on the Visit Scotland website no but I think that's the interesting point you brought up there because obviously I'm taking the positions uh, of that guy from Google that is warning us um, but but ultimately what you've pointed out there about the use of tech during the pandemic to bring people together and if we can bring it on to fitness um, I've spoken about a number of times about how Primal Gym, the gym that I work with, um, utilised like Zoom classes and things like that and you see a lot, I saw a lot of people during that period who ultimately did not get to interact with many human beings other than when they were in a class, right? In a gym class, right? So not only are you getting uh, access to training that you wouldn't have, that you could do at home, but there is that community element to it. And so I don't think, like, I don't, this idea that somehow these things could only exist to replace reality. I don't believe that as such. I do think they can be used as tools to, to, in, in certain scenarios. Like, so for example, to talk about some of the metaverse uh, workout apps, there's one called uh, Supernatural that I believe is quite uh, popular. I don't want to use the word popular because I feel like that is maybe over-exaggerating things. But uh, it says here, part of the allure for such VR fitness apps is the ability to work out from the comfort of your own living room while simultaneously simulating a personal training session somewhere else. The natural environments that Supernatural has created are downright superb from meditating on a beach to boxing in the desert. Why you'd want to box in the desert? It's hard to get bored with your ultra-realistic surroundings, which feel incredibly immersive. If you miss the community of your local gym, Supernatural comes with its own Facebook community, a 24,000-strong crew of pure inspiration and motivation. Now, Rod, the reason I've put this in here, going back to the cynical character that I generally play on the internet, I'm going to bring up a few points here. Part of the allure for such VR fitness apps is the ability to work out from the comfort of your own living room. Right, you can do that without a VR headset. Um, The natural environments that Supernatural has created, basically, they 
they've uh, it's hard to get bored with your ultra realistic surroundings which feel incredibly immersive like meditating on a beach just go and meditate on a beach if you miss the community of your local gym well wait, 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 hold that, on. But Scotland in January you're not going to head down to Portobello well but the idea well that's what meditation is all about right? yeah. but no but, um, but this idea of like it's ultra realistic surroundings this idea that you're trying to find something that is similar to reality when there is something already out there that is real but what my last point on it if you miss the community of your local gym Supernatural comes with its own Facebook community I would say if you miss the community of your local gym, go to your local gym. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with all of those points. Um, some of the big brands uh, like Peloton. Um, <laughs> Wait, they, have, you got, have you got a secret sponsorship deal? <laughs> they're well into this. Now, I I was in this hotel. I was visiting my wife who was in Boston and, and we, we said it. Humble hotel. brag. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> um, no, that was just a brag. <laughs> <laughs> But we were in this hotel and they had a gym and I went down there. There was no one in there. And I was like, oh, I'll do, I'll do some rowing to just, just as a warm up. I don't often use the rowing machine. And it was a really sophisticated kind of, I don't know if it was Peloton, that kind of thing. So I had a TV screen and I was like, okay, I'll just do like five minutes of rowing and then I'll do some weights and, and that's fine. And I turned it on and then it was like, it had this welcome video. And then it, and then I had to go through, like, I had to input, like, all my details. Yeah. Um, I had to kind of just click through so many screens and so many options. It took me over five minutes to put in all my details. It would have been quicker to actually find a robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then it was like, you are competing against Chad from Iowa. Chad and, uh, Yeah. And it was, then, then I suddenly found myself like in a rowing race with some <laughs> real people. I just want to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I found the whole experience quite stressful. And then really all it ended up was me rowing down like a river, um, with two virtual yeah. people next to me, um, completely unnecessary. I found. Yeah. But that, but that's what they want. They want, they want to make it like that, except it's three D. So you're mm-hmm. you're sitting in the boat itself, and I, this whole idea that we're we're part of the screen generation. So we will look back at this period of time and be like, remember when we used to see everything in two dimensions? Yeah. And remember when we used to spend, look at our phones all the time? Remember when we used to have to use our imagination? Yeah, there's that as what well. What a quaint idea. Remember when we used to have conversations with real people? Yeah. But the, we're heading towards a future where like, the three, three-dimensional things will be much more prevalent. And as you say, it's with either VR, but people... Are get, becoming more interested in AR, yeah. so not escaping completely from this reality to another one, but it, augmenting this reality so that maybe you're in your living room and in, you're boxing like Mike Tyson. As we like to I'd, mention I'd rather box someone that's not as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the so Nike Nike have already are already producing a lot of stuff towards this adidas like the big names are putting a lot of money in because the world of virtual fitness is and augmented reality <laughs> fitness is going to be huge well the, this brings me on actually to um a statement that i found very telling 
Everyone's heard of Les, Les Mills. Is it Le, Le, Le Mills no, around? I actually think it's Les Mills. I don't think Les it's French. Mills. I think it's a guy's name, yeah. isn't it? Le, 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 Les, Les Mills. Les, Leslie Mills? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, yeah. But they've made waves by launching a body combat VR app. Um, uh, here's a quote. It says, uh, our mission is to create a fitter planet. Yeah, sure it is. And we hope the launch of the Body Combat VR app enables us to reach new audiences and break down barriers to exercise, helping more people to start their fitness journey and reap the rewards of an active lifestyle. Now, you, the next bit, if I do read it with a, a healthy helping of cynicism, you'll know why. The cultural convergence between fitness and gaming is sparking exciting collaborations and innovative products. It's like they've got a book of like corporate buzzwords and they need to include them all in a press release, isn't it? Uh, what was interesting about the Body Combat VR launch was the amount of interest from the gaming community, with dozens of YouTubers and Twitch stars reviewing the game on their channel. The need for fitness brands to embrace, and this is a word that makes me feel ill, exertainment as a means of staying relevant to Gen Z and younger audiences was a standout finding from the Consumer Wellness Trends Report. So it says, with 86% of Gen Z saying that their passions have uh, diversified even more since the start of the pandemic, it's time for fitness brands to stop thinking about fitness as a uh, siloed offering, but instead an entertainment lateral. Now, Rod, what upsets me about this is these punk kids, right, are <laughs> coming up, right, and movement practices that have existed for thousands of years aren't good enough, right? They're not entertaining enough. Well, this is boring, granddad. I need entertainment. I right? don't see anything wrong with gamifying fitness. I don't if either. If it is fun, like, then it's, you're more likely to do it. I'll totally. Be, capoeira, for me, is my best example for yes. this. Because... When I, I'll do, happily do two hours of capoeira because it's so much fun, but ask me to do two hours of jogging. Yes. Like, I, I wouldn't find it fun, I 100, so I wouldn't want to do it. I 100% agree. And my philosophy has always been to people that if you don't enjoy the exercise you do, then you're doing the wrong exercise. You should always be able to find something. But this press release, just this idea of, uh, instead of uh, we need to think of fitness as an entertainment lateral and what was it? the term entertainment just oh, oh, it's really interesting to see all these like you know twitch uh, users getting involved in fitness like nah like I just uh, honestly I feel like it's prostituting something that I've dedicated my life to but we, it, this isn't new like Wii Sports was huge I and I, I remember doing Wii Tennis I never owned it for my cousin is that a really small version of yeah. Tennis <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it and, and I remember like increasing my heart rate with, with Wii Tennis like yeah. getting really into it and, and I enjoyed it if, if there was a VR, the main issue at the moment is that the headsets they, they make you look like a knob but more importantly than that they're incredibly uncomfortable yeah how much movement can you actually do wearing a big bulky headset and yeah. how horrible would it be to work up a considerable sweat yeah. and have this thing like strapped to your face yeah i mean i think this is there's there's two schools of thought isn't there and and, and i've always been one for finding ways to engage people in fitness that aren't currently engaged like i think this idea of saying like oh you don't want to get up at 5am and go for a run well 
tough shit. Like you have to. Like, 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 no, I don't agree with that. Like, I think that people like different things. People communicate in different ways, and they engage with things in different ways. And you, and you, you should be able to communicate with those people in different ways to promote a way of them getting engaged with fitness. However, the term exertainment. That sounds like something that should have a TM next to it. Sounds like something that was like thought of by that AI from Google that ultimately was designed to bring our downfall. <laughs> and they're gonna strap machine guns to the Boston Dynamics mach- <laughs> robots and it's gonna do a backflip and shoot everybody at the same time. I, I don't know. It, to me, that thing I just read out to all of you guys about body combat VR, the fact that it started with our mission is to get the planet fitter and it ended with like the, the buzz term of you know we shouldn't be thinking of fitness as a siloed offering but instead an entertainment lateral well i think i think you're quite you're being quite scathing about the whole am thing. i yeah <laughs> and i think we like i'm i think it sounds fun and i think there's a space for it and it's all I, fun and games until someone loses their consciousness I would like to be a... The, the, the main problem is I want it to be better than it is. Yeah. So I want to put on the headset and be transported to an incredible reality. Maybe walking through the streets of ancient Rome <laughs> or uh, being present at the um, Battle of Waterloo. No, what, I, what, I want is, what I want <laughs> so is... I trying to think of historical... Yeah. What I want to do is I want to sit in a perfect representation of my living room but while I'm actually in my living room just to create an incredibly ironic point (laughs) but they have there's some really good things on it already like they've combined with Google Earth um, so you can go into space you can you can go around the streets of Florence Uh, you know you can be transported to places that you that might be difficult for you to see Um, there are therapeutic uses for this as well and actually a Harvard paper um, has kind of investigated into the use for um, I'm just looking for what I wrote about it here can't find it but it's used for reducing stress and actually you mentioned the meditation apps apparently they're really good apparently yeah. they're a lot better than the fitness ones the Harvard oh the Harvard paper found it's has actually had a lot of uses for relieving chronic pain. Um, apparently, after eight weeks of trial, pain levels, people suffering from chronic pain were reduced by 46% of participants. There's a, there's a new program called Relieve VRX, which is FDA approved. Um, apparently, it pr- promotes neuroplasticity, enables patients to build long-term skills to respond to pain with just an average daily session of seven minutes. Um, so I think there's there's possibilities people, for people who are paralyzed, um, who might not be able to travel at all. Mm-hmm. Like they, they'll be able to put on the, the <coughs> VR headset, see things that they would never be able to see yeah. um, in their lives. Apparently they've come up with a new thing, a new technology that's maybe a little bit terrifying. It's called Next Mind, and it, it works with the VR headset. You put it on the back of your head, and it relays neural activity from the visual cortex 
translates them into digital commands, relays commands to a computer, and allows you to control and select things with your mind. Mm. Um, however, well, it sounds like there might be a backdoor application for that. It's really funny because it's a promotional video online, and it's trying. It's like a corporate one, and it's trying to show the applications in the corporate environment. But so they're all sitting at a meeting, and basically. The work, what it looks like at the moment, it's like a headband yeah. and the thing goes on the back of your head. So they're all sitting there trying to have a serious conversation wearing these headbands and it looks like <laughs> so stupid. And you'd just be like, it'd be like someone's giving a PowerPoint presentation. I'd be sat at the back turning the, like, the computer off. The, but like, the, but this, is, this is the thing, right? Like, so to combine a couple of topics we've spoken about in the last few weeks and to kind of secretly and inadvertently promote those episodes, when we were talking about drugs, we were talking about altered states of consciousness, right? And we're talking about escapism and things like that. I truly believe that altered states of consciousness are a crucial part of the human experience. Like, I think we all need them to some degree. Like, I'm not saying everybody wants to take drugs, but I think if you look at your life, you'll find that there are moments where you do things that, that kind of give you respite from your reality. And I think this is just another form of that. And I think that that can be a positive thing. I think that the only problem I perceive is and I used this term in last week's episode and then another plug 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 in pro wrestling there's a term called living the gimmick and that is when the character that you play on television starts to become the character you play when you're not on television you, you start to see more value in your avatar than you do in your real self and I wonder are people going to start living in their virtual environment more than they are in the real world because they have more control over it, because they themselves perceive themselves to have more value there, because maybe they're fitter there, you know? Like. Well, there's the nightmare scenario of basically people living alone in grey, tiny bedsits with a tube, into, food tube into their mouth and a tube out of their ass. Sounds like a place I used to live in North London. <laughs> <laughs> plugged into the metaverse 24-7 and as their body just wastes away um, to the kind of disgusting grey skeleton. Just playing Wii tennis. They kind of cover that a little bit in in Ready Player One, which is a Spielberg documentary a few years ago, which I really, I, I quite enjoyed. Apparently the book is a lot better, but one thing they do, they brave, I thought very bravely decided on and executed quite well was that they decided to immerse the main characters into the film The Shining. <laughs> I was quite shocked because it's kind of a kid's film and The Shining... What, The Shining? I, a bit like you saw The Terminator too young. I saw The Shining too young yeah. and it scared the shit out of me, especially... The, the thing that most scared me was the old crone who gets out the... You know, oh, she gets yeah. out the she's beautiful and she sends this horrific old crone. They have her... In Ready Player One, wow! She and she becomes this like huge giant, like horrible woman, and chases the characters around. And it, I was like, wow, that's a really brave move, because um, they could have chosen any film. Um, the Shining would probably be the film I would least likely to be immersed in. Mm. Um, I was going to ask you, like, if what you, least if, likely, what would you most like to be immersed in most. as a film or? A, or a TV, or, yeah, what would you most like and what would you least like to? I mean, I think if I'm going out there, it would have to be, like, Star Wars probably, right? Like, it'd want to be a Jedi Knight. 
I'd want I would want to be Anakin Skywalker and I'd want to experience in, in VR I think it would depend which trilogy yeah no I, I want the whole thing I want to experience that that horrible journey of his where he ends up <laughs> slaughtering lots of young children <laughs> becoming the head of a galactic <laughs> empire and then sacrificing himself in the end due to horrible guilt uh, I think that would, would be would you great. want to immerse yourself as one of the main characters or just like George R. Banks Stormtrooper 452 or you could be George R. Banks and try and like rectify his wrongs like try and be actually like like insert yourself into like intellectual conversations so that people then go you know what I thought George R. Banks was a bit of a knob but actually he's actually quite witty <laughs> what would you least like to be immersed in I think me would be I just mentioned The Shining but probably Take Me Out with Pag Pagliadinus <laughs> imagine being immersed in that garish disgusting yeah. display of <laughs> Imagine, but, but imagine you're not even like the contestant. Imagine you're just an audience member. <laughs> you're just gonna watch it in VR. That, that's the Black Mirror episode, surely. Trapped in Take Me Out, <laughs> not being able to escape. Black Mirror covers a lot about um, about kind of virtual worlds, but they go once. Charlie Brooker, I'm sure, has a paranoia about the downloading of consciousness. Yeah. Because there's one thing being your consciousness and putting on a VR headset, but transferring your consciousness to a machine um, has the potential for your consciousness to become trapped indefinitely. Well, one of the quotes at the start is from an episode of Black Mirror where they're talking about the tech that they create, which is called cookies, and they basically download your consciousness into, for, for you know, like a Google Assistant thing, or like, I'm, I'm trying not to say the one that I have so that it doesn't flare up, the one from Amazon. But, um... It doesn't flare up. It doesn't kick off like it's it usually it up does. Again. Yeah, <laughs> unplug. Um, and but the the kind of moral and and, and um, philosophical kind of objections that people have is this because it's presented very much as the consciousness in the machine believes it to be the person that the consciousness is copied from, and so it doesn't think it's a simulation. It doesn't think it's. You know, like the quote I mentioned is that basically the the guy accelerates time, or like he uses a technique to make the person feel like they've been sat in a white box for years, like solitary confinement, but literally seconds have passed for him, and they're like, "I'll yeah," it's like, "Okay, that's fine. I'll operate your cooker and turn your thermostat down because it's better than being sat in a box for fifty years." But that's it's essentially becomes a form of slavery in a way. Well, I mean, I think it's it's a microcosm of maybe this fear that we are already a consciousness trapped uh, in this reality. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of people who believe that. I feel like the a nature conscious of reality is holographic. I feel like a consciousness trapped in this podcast. I feel like we're. <laughs> I feel like this would have been a good conversation for the weed episode. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's revisit this with a big joint yeah the weed episode could be just looking back at past topics why isn't this on the news man? <laughs> <laughs> well from extertainment to uh, maybe answering the question everyone wants to know about new technology can I have sex with it so Bro, maybe, you set yourself up perfectly to say sex or t- no that's where I was going All right. yeah, you know, like, like we, our minds have become so synchronised that we basically steal each other's this cards. is what the metaverse is so, sex, sex attainment 
is coming your way in a big Whoa. way. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> not in the face. <laughs> I'm gonna introduce you to a word that you probably haven't heard before, but well, I think you'd be surprised. You probably will hear again, and that is teledildonic. So, no, I've not word? heard that before. Okay. So teledildonic is basically sex toys that are that are linked to the virtual sex world that you enter. So there's already, this already exists. It's, this isn't even science fiction. This is already there. We're not sponsored by them though. There are um, tin, Tinder and Match.com are, are already creating virtual worlds for dating. Maybe we can talk about the positive and negatives of that. But there's already a, a world um, where you can go meet people, chat to them in like a bar kind of scenario, and then take them back to your place or go to their place, have sex with them. And it, that's a, it's a real person playing an avatar. And the sexual experiences are transferred to the teledildonic uh, device that is attached to your genitals. So you're feeling thrusts in real time <laughs> uh, you know i'm starting to feel like i might be the, the you know the guy the, the guy that insisted on continuing to ride a horse when everyone bought a car like i'm starting to feel like that like i would rather have sex with a human than a telly dildo okay this is it's called 3dx chat 3DX Chat is the web's newest downloadable interactive game strictly made for adults who want to connect and feel a unique sensual experience in the virtual 3D world of gaming. Looking for hot 3D virtual sex with a real partner? Join the 3DX Chat community with the 3DX Chat client. Chat, date and enjoy lifelike 3D sex. Enter the world where all your secret desires can come true, where you can be anyone and where you can do anything you want. Filthy, filthy pervert. I don't um, know if Rod said that in a sinister way or if it's written in like that. Uh, things that you can do are include freely walk around the, the 3D world, play spin the bottle. You, I, I'm hoping this is an escalation. Sex and chat with real people. I think if you're there, there won't be much chat, will there? Find a partner and invite to apartment. Live DJ parties. <laughs> Sit, this one's simply entitled... Warm sea, I don't know. <laughs> There's a picture. It's like an avatar of a of a girl in a bikini in the sea. Luxury yacht, um, hot striptease, home customization. So basically, you can get a flat, virtual realty, um, <laughs> and uh, design your flat to make it a really nice sex pad to bring it back does. your your avatar. Real time lighting and shadows. There's the sexy woman. That is some good lighting and shadows. Because we all know sh shadows can be flattering, can't they, Rod? As really, a photographer. A really top selling point for them is breast physics. <laughs> so Realistic breast physics. <laughs> it literally says breast physics. It actually does say that. Beach volleyball. Um, Beach volleyball? <laughs> yeah, so basically it's, wow. it is a full on sex game. There's one of the telly dildonic toys. It's basically like a flesh light yeah. with a with a like a some kind of LED lighting. Hundreds what? of sex animations. Wow. Virtual pleasure made real. Uh, so 
I'm going to have interested. to... Interested. I'm now going to have to label this episode as explicit. Thanks, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> that's my own... That's my raison <laughs> We made it to 50 minutes until then. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, the thing is, I don't have a problem with any of this because what you could say is it's just an extension of what we currently have, right? So it's like people watch pornography. So it's like, well, why not just make it more immersive right word of the day it's like sesame street the word of the day immersive i guess also it comes down to the fact do you care that uh because obviously i might go into the game as a female avatar and you might go into the game as a female or a male avatar Mm. and do you care that the avatar you're hooking up with may be like some 60 year old man like with an avatar of a hot uh, woman with genuine breast fish. Rod, that sounds exactly like another episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> Cat catfishing, isn't it? Catfishing is if you're trying to fool mm. someone by doing that. Yeah. But if you're not trying to fool them, you're just an avatar. Like, what difference does it make? It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I suppose because I can. But always... you're basically having sexual, ex- a, a joint sexual experience with someone. Like, who could be the same? And, and if, you yeah. know, like, maybe it doesn't matter maybe at all. I'm not saying it does or it doesn't, but that's a scenario. That yeah. You think about. So, Rod, in conclusion, what has this got through with fitness? Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I imagine, and I might be wrong, but I imagine as this technology progresses, surely it's going to get to the point where you don't have to move around. But the point I mean? is to make you move around, surely. Yeah, I know, but the point, I think, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I would have thought that, like, I, 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 I don't the, know. The, the, they're creating a, a type of, I think they already have it. It's, um, you can run on the spot. Yeah, 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 Running, they, they use it with the, shoot, the shooting games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can actually, when you walk, your character walks, and when you run, your character runs, but you yeah. stay on the spot and it's done safely. You can't fall over into your glass coffee table or something. It's like, like in a Star Trek holodeck. How the room is just a small room, yet you can walk for miles and miles. Obviously, that famous documentary, Star Trek, The Next Generation. There is some brilliant footage of people playing a VR pool, and they try to lean on the table to take their <laughs> shot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that like, they tried to hit someone with a cue. <laughs> There's some great footage of like people putting the VR headsets on like their gran. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I saw out. a guy. I don't know what he was looking at, but he, he looked like he just he was like on the edge of a cliff or something. But so it, like so what would Would you say overall in terms of let's let's keep it specifically to like the fitness world? Do you think this is gonna overwhelmingly be a positive? Do you think it's going to be overwhelmingly negative? Do you think it's going to be thumbs in the middle? I think it's going in an interesting direction. The biggest setback, I think, is the headset. Yeah. You can't move around easily. And obviously you've got no legs. You've got no legs. Although you can skip leg day, guilt free. (laughs) (laughs) But the... I think it's heading in a really good direction. There's... um, In terms of fitness, because I like the idea of adding imagination and creativity and fantasy to fitness because i think Mm. if you make it fun people are going to do it i think people enjoyed wee tennis and moving around and doing that in their living room so i I would prefer if if i could kind of do it with other people as well i I think i dislike the idea of people sitting isolated in their homes with their vr headsets on 
you know, in a dark room mm. and then coming out of it and then just feeling really sad and feeling like this reality is not as good yeah, as the yeah. one they're, 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 they're in. I don't like that, but there's new, there's a lot of new technology coming now with contact lenses. So in, you insert the contact lens, digital contact lens, and that can create an AR experience. That might be fun and you'd be, you'd be freed up to do more. I think Unless you're like me, I can't touch my eye. Mm. Yeah, that is one issue. I can't touch my eye. But what's the op- what are the other options? The headset, living reality, glasses, <laughs> which also can fall off. Yeah. Um, the Google Glass thing they tried to create was a massive flop because it looked awful, mm-hmm. and um, so they're going to need to solve that problem. So there we have it, guys. Let us know what you think. Um, is the the metaverse apps like supernatural? Is that the future, or? Maybe it would be like me, the last guy in the gym, still lifting real dumbbells. Who knows? Let us know. DM us on Instagram, at Just a Fitness Tip. Well, that's been episode 126 on the metaverse. You know what would be weird? You know what I find really trippy? If people are still listening to this in like a thousand years. And there's digital versions of us. And this is out of date. What would be even trippier is if... I'm taller than you and and stronger. Yeah. Or what would be even weirder is if we kept doing episodes and it's a thousand years later. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode to me. I, I imagine that people on the sex um, app, the 3D app, and just post-coitus lying back in their virtual apartment listening to this. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you have it. They're both, they're both two six-year-old gentlemen <laughs> in avatars of... Right, this is like, funny. Like, right, are you from Street Fighter? <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to Just the First Step. Episode 126 on the Met first. Um, there's no better way to end it then. I think it's time for my workout. You never heard a better verse on fitness in the metaverse. As I spit this, you get immersed. You just have your VR headset. You'll hit a PR on bench press. Log on to Facebook. Now you're in shape. Look, drug-free performance enhancing for sword fighting to even dancing. Nice. What else is coming? Hi, I'm Mark, here to sell you something. Forget any gym that you might find. Stay in your room till it's night time. Avoid direct sunlight. Shine. Playing. Some of the exciting games in the pipeline. May I, say I, outtrain all. Even against an AI. Maybe you'll get some friends together for some three-on-three. Just DM me and you'll see I'm free. Imagine a world playing sports that's CD-ROM free. Arguments with friends on how to split expense. Controller grips for when things get a bit intense. Your Facebook cycling group does an AR charity ride. It's cool, but I'm getting parody vibes. Old headiness should be told get a grip. Do you really need to train with Lee Keeper, Olympic gold medalist? The fact is maybe there's a chance that I'm wrong. You could do Patrick Swayze's dance marathon or cycle with Lance Armstrong with enhanced arms on. Do Peloton with Megatron and for an optimal rhyme, Zumba with Optimus Prime. Set a burpee record with Burt Reynolds to avoid a hurt knee then I'll move on cause to follow we are playing ping pong with Apollo Creed. You don't need a headset to move free and simplistic. It sounds fun, but if you see in this is... Well, all right, that's a little too, too realistic. That's awesome.